नमस्कार नीला कांतन जी डू वांट टू से समथिंग नमस्कार नमस्कार साक्षी रूपो हम अचलो हम सनातन सर्वसाक्षी स्वरूपो हम अहमेवा चेंजलेस a little addition to this if you just think when we are born it's very difficult for us to be a witness but at the time of leaving this body we are given a chance to witness that even but how many of us take that opportunity so question mark everybody can think for themselves thank you so much um witnessing your own death <laughs> that that would be too long a wait i believe and we don't know when it's going to happen if we if we follow um this advice then we all will not be doing anything right now and will be waiting for death to come to witness and and some of us can be not not like that unless until we witness now we cannot witness that at that time yes yes that's what i'm okay. saying yeah. because some of some of us will pass away in in sleep you know a lot of people they pass away in sleep <laughs> so yeah. not witnessing death if it happens in sleep or in happen in coma so uh, yeah i just want to add one another thing because everyone is looking for a trick or a practice or 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 a method and i just want to tell you about something which is very useful you know when you go to bed to sleep and before you get into sleep when you are getting into sleep mode from waking mode the transition at that time there is a window in which neither it is waking neither it is nor it is sleep but in which this transition happens and then the only awareness is there same thing happens in morning when you wake up just before mind sprouts and and shows you this whole world and thoughts and concepts again there is that same where you can say the movie changes or the mode of mind changes from maybe dream to waking or from sleep to waking and that time that thing which is there is nothing but that pure awareness that witness and and when we are paying attention to that witnessing that awareness staying as awareness those timings can give you more profound understanding of it that can be very useful that's what i just want to tell you that can be very useful sometimes it just happens spontaneously you know someone who is drifting from one mode to other and again your alertness should be there so that alertness will come not <laughs> at that moment but because of some previous preparations you are already in that alert mode all the time staying witness to whatever is happening another important thing i want to tell you is that the same thing what nilakantan ji is talking about from shankaracharya's brahmavali this witness please never confuse this witness to this ego sense 
because ego sense is also witnessing things but it is not actually witnessing uninvolved it is witnessing involved it is it has bias about things it likes something it dislikes something it is judgmental it is critical that is not witnessing uh because ego sense also has awareness mind also has awareness and it is a borrowed awareness which uh, sometimes mind has awareness sometimes it does not have awareness sometimes mind itself is lost but that awareness is always the same and it is not borrowed understand this so for mind it could be just an attribute awareness can be an attribute of mind and it can it can uh, you can feel like that uh, yes uh, um, yes i am aware and i know what is happening and sometimes i am not aware but this awareness is uh, not unbiased it has its own things uh, in stake so that awareness what all these scriptures talk about all the sages talk about is pure awareness and pure awareness is our real nature but to be pure awareness you have to put efforts in this witnessing mode which is watching the show of this body story of the body situation changing favorable unfavorable but is uninvolved when when you touch this uninvolved state within you then everything drops at the same moment you don't have to sort out that this is left and this is not left and what about this and what about that there is no sorting out business sorting out is only ego does this sorting out you know you ask some people they say oh i'll get into spirituality once i have grandkids and then they postpone then when my when my grandkids get married some weird type of you know ego puts conditions for its own dissolution uh, and and it's understandable because ego doesn't want to die ego wants to survive you can understand that ego survives even death and continues its journey in other bodies in other forms and continues that that is what ego is so it always has excuses and its excuses are millions in number and it convinces you that this is not the right time i have to take care of this thing that project i have financial issues i have bodily issues i have family issues this issue will never sort out and that is the reason then this ego takes another birth and then another birth and countless births and never ends because of a very simple reason the person who is enjoying this ego even though he might be suffering also from ego but still enjoys this relationship understand your bondage is because of your choice only somewhere subconsciously you enjoy the suffering also it is like a stockholm syndrome you are in this captivity but <laughs> but you love this captivity somehow because you think it is giving you something you know at least uh, ego serves some important aspects of life as well you know and that is what conditioning is all about because you have never breath in this freedom or where there is nothing in that emptiness in that spaciousness and because you have never seen that what it could be without it 
you think better to stay this this way you know this will be really good at least uh, there's some suffering but there's some pleasure and that is what life is and everyone around me is living the same life and and i'm a very satisfactory satisfactory person i, I don't um, uh, grudge about things and i'm happy you know it gives all sorts of excuses it can also tell you that ah oh, this is spirituality is for those crazy minds you know who are always unhappy um, whatever they get then they will look into what is god you know they are not satisfied people these uh, spiritual people and all and and then you can come and you can start um, criticizing organized religion and its problems and all and and so ego has already won like nobody is questioning it you know the one who was questioning has been satisfied by arguments and counter arguments and so i believe that there is only grace which works and and takes you on this path pathless path and then you know reality you you go back and stay there and something in your understanding fixes you there permanently in your natural state all the efforts are just to contemplate to understand once this understanding comes at mind level and you can convince your mind and it is happy to give up or you are happy to give up all the work to the mind then what is left is that beautiful pure witnessing it is effortless it is your natural state and you don't have to do anything for it and and there is no coming and going in it if there is effort all the time then it is it is not worth to be there because how long can you keep doing efforts to be there and if it is coming and going then also it is useless because anything which comes will go and will change it is that changeless which is always there but on this substrate of pure awareness comes mind which keeps changing and sometimes because of your intense longing or grace or whatever happens you see that opening between these transitions transactions and then it gets covered again but more or less ego sense is prevailing and that is the reason we don't see it ego disappears and then there's nothing to be done all efforts are to get rid of this ego that's all and for that only thing needed is right understanding so all these methods of non duality are actually not methods it is not any type of meditation it is knowing what is real and just be if you ask how long this meditation continues it continues all the time you stay as a witness to things unfolding your interest in things will pull you back into things pull you out out i should say into things and situations to stay as a witness can be difficult initially but when you know that this is the only truth this is reality you will put efforts to be there and then from effort it becomes effortless and you reap all the benefits of staying empty empty of thoughts empty of intentions empty of desires 
First time when you are empty, you realize this emptiness is fullness. Emptiness is completeness. Emptiness is God. Emptiness is peace. Don't think empty mind becomes something else. Empty mind becomes that bliss. Infiniteness. We try to acquire things to be happy, to be contented. But in reality, happiness is our real nature. And knowing self is contentment. All our life we look for happiness externally. We project our mind. We think mind one day will give us all the happiness what we want through objects and beings, through favorable situations. Sometimes we feel yes, we are getting it. And then comes a big shock of life against our ego's expectations and our life gets shattered and then we start looking inwardly. But for some other people, they understand, they have practiced so many times to find happiness outside and they start looking within. They start getting satisfied with whatever they have. This natural tendency in all human beings to find the right answer, right balance in life. We all have that intelligence. When it works for us in the best possible way, we try to find our self, our pure self. And then you look around in teachings, in teacher, and practices, and you do different things. And with some efforts and going through things, something starts working for you. I should not say that there is only one path and one teacher and one method. There are millions of paths. And your path, even if you take a particular method, will turn into a unique way for you. The way you have come out of it, it will bring you back through that way. Only thing needed is your right attitude for it. That's all. And staying in, on this path, not getting swayed by other mind is giving you different types of suggestions to pick up this, to do this, to do that. And simplest way is to regard, to respect, to be a devotee of silence rather than thoughts. How God talks to us only in silence And how do you see God by giving up thoughts, giving up mind? Then what is left is only God. If you want to call that God. Buddha never called it God. The reason was very simple because more than 2,500 years back, Idol worship was at its peak for everyone, I should say for majority of them, idol was God. And so he kept quiet. He gave method, he gave a practice, he asked people to do it and find yourself whatever it is.
he never denied god the only thing he's never said anything he kept quiet on it and it it does not matter even if you don't call it god awareness you're not insulting awareness in any way if you love that you will get that it is nameless it is formless and it is you spend as much time as you can in your silence don't pick up excuses stupid excuses that i am busy when you use this term i am busy always go back who is this i am who is busy and when it comes to you i am busy then ask why you are busy then you will get i am busy to get money i am busy to pay bills i am busy to do this i am busy to keep something we are trying to hold on to things that's what we are busy and one day everything will leave us as in this shloka it was saying witness at the time of death how can you witness at time of death you have to witness now then you will know there is no death to you you have to die before death approaches you and that dying is dying of ego when the ego sense is not there then there's nothing else left to die wherever we are whatever we are doing or not doing stay in that impartial in that neutral state and if you can't do that then at least observe where are you where is your position from where you talk from where you interact with people what type of thoughts are you entertaining that tells where you are your actions even before actions thoughts your intentions if you are an uninvolved witness to this body can you be greedy can you be selfish if you have no desires can you be angry anger comes when there's an obstacle to our desires anything which obstructs our desires even it can be a small desire or big we get angry do you identify with this body how would you know you will know sensory indulgence all sorts of sensory indulgences will tell you where you stand how much you are identified with the body you will know how much you get scared when something happens to the body how much efforts you are putting to prolong this body i am not saying to abuse this body or just take the middle path what needs to be done in moderate in moderation that is fine but you will get your own answer 
you don't have to look into scriptures to find whether you are that impartial neutral awareness your day to day movement each second will tell you where you stand you are your own judge you know where you are coming from do you treat everyone equally even people who criticizes you friends and enemies alike employer and employees alike everything equal impartial how much attention do you give to this body rather than other bodies you will get all the answers i will tell you one thing and which is most important no selfish person has ever reached godliness without any exception you don't have to give up anything whatever life will bring it will come to you you only have to give up your identity and that to internally you don't have to go out and tell people like so tomorrow i have no name i am nameless formless don't call me a male or a female you don't have to say anything but you have to know within you that will reflect from your behavior with others or whatever you do all identity is of the body name sex job profession and it is acting it is doing its job sometimes perfectly sometimes imperfectly sometimes finishes a job sometimes doesn't finish a job can you stay witness to this body the way it is doing things giving peace a chance not judging this body when you stop judging this body then you will stop judging all bodies then you come to that witnessing in which you transcend your mind now you stand from where you can see the whole drama unfolding from your mind because it is all projection of the mind this body other body situation word concept of god it all comes from the mind only and whose mind your mind and who are you you are the witness to the mind why don't you know this because you don't witness you sleep and you become one of the puppets in doership role the body which you use to interact which is all projection of your mind you take this that as you this i thought attached to body mind makes you so small now just witness no need to change anything what you are doing or not doing wherever you are living more money less money no money king beggar doesn't matter nothing matters
people talk about their situations and they think that their situation is the worst situation in the world that's why they can't meditate they can't be a witness and every ego feels the same that my situation is worst few years back i was in rishikesh which is a town in india and very spiritual place and i was talking to a sadhu you know the sage who are beggars how they get food and he said oh there is abundance you know someone gives us and i asked what happens when you don't get food he said that's okay then he said i eat hunger and he had a big laugh it is your attitude about life when you have surrendered everything then everything becomes a joy my guru ramana maharishi he was a beggar before he lived in cave he used to just beg and with his folded hands whatever used to come he used to eat and just wipe off his hands behind his back and just move keep moving he was so skinny at one time in his life because food was not provided every day sometimes he used to get one meal a day sometimes the next meal used to come after two or three days he was in his supreme bliss all the time unconcerned about the body and its demand people talk nowadays about minimalism minimalist can anyone even come close to bhagwan amount of clothes that's why he was able to witness his death sorry that's why he was able to witness his own death his body's death have you seen anyone wearing less clothes than him eating less than him living with less stuff than him and how blissful he was it is like an example for all of us you know who have everything in abundance but they still complain i will tell everyone whenever you get this thought of complaining nature see bhagwan's picture re rewind his life in your mind and see where you stand you know we are fortunate to have a teacher like him who has raised the bar so high that even if you reach at some level you will reach very high level as compared to something else some other teaching this is the beauty of him each and every devotee of him is a jewel a diamond if you don't understand his teaching you can read murugnar you can read sadhu om you can read annamalai swami you can read papa ji you can go to muji ji there are not one thousands of his devotees one after the other he left his body in 1950 now it's more than 70 years still you see how radiant his knowledge is how useful his knowledge is right now and how direct it is 
today i met one of my friends who is on path of uh, kriya yoga um, there is a yoga um, method and he is very advanced in it and he does some other practices with this which is um, gives rise to um, lot of powers and he is very impressive and very humble man and a technique which he is using he told me this is such a powerful technique that this this will make sure that in next birth all this what i have acquired this knowledge or power will manifest there now what would you say people are preparing for next birth now like they have already decided that they are coming next birth and they will continue uh, their sadhana there you know which is okay which is not a problem at all at least they have some lineage to follow or some method or that is what their method is saying that you need an at least one more birth or whatever it is but here bhagwan is saying you are that self right now at this moment not even next moment forget about next birth next birth if you become caterpillar i don't know how much caterpillar can understand meditation and all those things but right now you know if with all these methods and support and satsang and knowledge and your liking and grace if you can't sort out now do you think you will sort out in next birth which you have no clue and you don't know when it is going to happen that is minds plan to postpone your liberation nothing else be devotee of this pure silence coming from your awareness this is god in your heart talking to you but you a stupid fellow is engaged in external activities with mind and this and that and this and he is trying to shout he is trying to shout in his silence but you have no ear to listen to him you are just moving outwardly with people with things and beings and he's saying no come back come back it is like you might have seen sometimes you know there is someone in a room shouting where people from outside can't hear him or her only when you turn your face towards that person on the other side of the glass you can see what he is doing or wants you to come or help or be there this is what is happening our back is towards our heart and our attention is towards all these projected thoughts which are only for a sansari for a worldling the one who is interested in this world who wants to get lost in this maze if you are not that worldling sansari person then you have to listen to this silence not thoughts and see magic of this silence it will pull you it will take away all that what you are not it will do everything for you 
you only have to listen to it and what benefit you will get you will get benefit of being eternal being in peace in bliss this knower will be that knowledge this is so direct it is so easy it is very simple only purpose of satsang is to convince you if you are fully convinced then you don't have to attend satsang also just be just be here in your heart and don't move who is asking you to move your identity with the body your identity with these thoughts is the only bondage and the easiest way to give up this identity is to identify with this silence within it is perpetual constant eternal flowing it never stops even when this body is dreaming or in sleep it never stops even when you are in argument shouting talking it continues is perpetual it is the screen it's the substrata even when you are interacting with people even when you are in sleep whatever is happening in this body mind complex it does not stop this constant flow of awareness be with that like right now you identify with the name given by your parents isn't it once you know this you will always identify yourself with that no one has to remind you you don't have to do any practice it is nothing else rest everything is external to it rest everything is transient 
decaying, changing. Only problem is that what you are does not shout, does not announce. But the one who wants to find it, not finds in heart, but finds it everywhere. When you know here in your heart, you know it everywhere. Then another object, people divide things into living things and non-living things. Everything has the same awareness, what is living, what is non-living. Some things are moving, some things are not moving. But when you are in that awareness, you don't see any beings, any objects, you only see awareness. Even when you see a form and your attention goes to any form, living or non-living, somehow you enter into it. And you can feel from there where it is. That is power of awareness. How close you can go to anything? Tell me. If you see an object, see a being, see a person, see an animal, a plant, how close can you go? You can touch, you can hug. But can you go in? Awareness has no boundaries. Awareness has no borders, no limitations. Know this truth. People talk about intimacy, relationships. They're all at very superficial, egoistic level. There is only one eternal relationship. One relationship you make, you are connected with everything. That is your awareness. Because that same awareness is flowing in everything. Because with ego, when you connect, you connect in a different form, different way. You have different behavior with different people for different reasons. But awareness knows nothing because it is everywhere. It has no power to judge, to demarcate. To say this is my friend and this is my enemy and these are people who are going to help me and they are useless. It cannot do it. It has no power to discriminate. It actually reaches there and see that thing from there where it is, from inner, from inner core. So Jnani is more close to you than you are to yourself. Understand this. I'm not sure whether I'm putting it properly or not, but this is the truth. You know yourself very superficially at ego level, but Jnani knows you from where your heart is, where your core is, where your awareness is. 
He is there right now. And when you know your own core, then exactly the same you are with everything at that level. Then awareness meets only at awareness level. Yes, object or being in front of us can have an ego and they want to meet at that level but there is no one there to meet at that level but if they are open then they reach that level of higher consciousness of pure awareness so their level raises in front of a gyani that was happening at bhagwan's time all the time in his room because he has no ego to offer to interact at that level. You can come with ego. And if you want to interact at, e at ego level, you can even criticize him for any of his actions, bodily actions or whatever. Or you might not feel anything and you might go away. But if you are open for that raised awareness, you came as a devotee with an open mind, you felt immediately. It is not that he was giving that experience to some people, not to others. He was same all the time. He does not know how to stop grace or increase grace. It was all dependent on the devotee. How he came. Some people came to Bhagwan only to fight with him, to argue. Useless beings. They lost a big opportunity. And those fortunate who became devotees, they actually became Bhagwan only. they found their own core because when they went with that open heart they touched their own core this is the power of satsang power of holy company yes we all can do practice on our own in our own room But this is a big push when there are so many energies living at a very higher level of consciousness or trying to seek that pure awareness. It is a cumulative effect. So much so that even when that person has left that place, even after thousands of years, walls, place, trees, rocks, everything is charged with that energy. That is why people still go to Ramana Ashram. That is why people still go to Bodh Gaya, Bodhi tree, where 2500 years back, Gautam Buddha was sitting and preaching. Be devotee of that silence. What will happen if you are not devotee of mind? You will get poor, poorer, poorest. Everyone will leave you. 
What will happen? Tell me. Then see Bhagwan's picture. See Bhagwan's life. So many people have fear of losing things if they don't follow their mind because they are all slaves of mind. Liberation comes to people who have courage who can take that leap and who have faith in that pure self. Who don't think even once they just surrender Surrender is the key. If you want to keep a little part, then it is not surrender. And that little, little part will continue this ego. Ego creates compartments in our life, private life, personal life, public life, professional life. I don't know, so many types of mukhotas, you know, mask. See your behavior, how you behave in someone's presence. Do you stay same in everyone's presence or you keep putting mukhotas? different mask for different people in different situations you will get your answer i will say don't waste your time if you love mask live in mask live this life this life is also not that bad if you do the right things then it follows different set of rules law of karma abides do good be good be a good citizen, that's all. But if you want liberation, then the rules are completely different. Don't, don't mix up two things. Rules are different for a sansari, rules are different for a seeker. If you are a seeker, then behave like a seeker what may come or what may go. This whole is a game only of intention. If your intention is purest of pure, you will get the right attitude, right teacher, right situation and you will go through it. But if you are a hypocrite, you are a drama queen. You just are testing waters. Even millions of births are less. It does not happen like that. It's all or none. Either you are in word or you are outside it. You can't be a doer and a witness at the same time. You cannot. 
no ego has ever liberated and all liberation is when the ego is not there so the only obstacle is what you think what you are if you can drop that then you are already free No thought serves any purpose to the self. They are all servants of ego. Thank you everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Sanjay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.